Welcome to Lakers Carpool, part of the Basketball Podcast Network. My name is James Brooks. Thank you for joining me on my drive to work this morning. It's great to have you listening to the podcast. The Lakers are still in shambles. Things are tough. We're just going to jump right in on, into it. The Lakers are now 2-9 and nine after falling to the Clippers last night. That was Wednesday night by a total of, I think it was 114 to like 101, a double-digit loss. Again, that's their their fourth loss in a row and their fourth double-digit loss in a row. The Lakers' t- schedule has been pretty tough to start the season, but when you have LeBron James and Anthony Davis on your team, I feel like you should be able to compete with some of the best teams in the league, and the Lakers just can't. They can't compete. They are not a good team. They are 2-9. and nine. My last episode, the Lakers had won their first game, and, you know, I don't know if I would say things were looking up, but things were – it was nice to get the win. And then they followed that up with another win against New Orleans, an overtime win where Matt Ryan hit a, a fadeaway three into the baseline to tie the game to go to overtime. The Lakers pulled it out in overtime. So that was good. Nice to beat – you know, the, the Pelicans are a good team. So it was good to beat the Pelicans. But since then, the Lakers have dropped four in a row to Utah twice, to Cleveland and to the Clippers you know, I mean, they're all good teams. Well, Utah, they're a good team. We didn't expect them to be a good team, but they're they're they've been a good team so far. Cleveland, they're a good team. Clippers are a good team. We're losing to good teams, but it's just not an excuse at this point. Like the Lakers aren't even really like they're competing up through like halftime. It's kind of like the same old situation that we've had with the Lakers, where they compete to halftime. Like last night, the Lakers were down by two at halftime. They've been tied so many times at halftime, and then in the th- we have a, th- a third quarter or a fourth quarter where we can't compete and they get run off the court, we're down by double digits, and then we can't come back. It's a, it's kind of just a repeating – it's a cycle. It doesn't change. It's the same thing over and over and over again. We have people on Twitter calling out Anthony Davis for for not being existent in the fourth quarter. You know, sometimes in some of these games he has he's taken zero shots, in some of these games he's taken two shots, in some of these games he's taken four shots – like he's he's just not involved. LeBron James had been struggling a little bit. He he had a really good game last night against the Clippers. So like, but hopefully he can keep that up. He had like 30 points, but he did leave the game early with a groin injury. So more to to be seen on that situation. And then Russell Westbrook he's been playing well off the bench for the most part. I mean the last couple games he's hasn't been keeping up quite as well. But you know he's been putting up good points, good numbers, good assists and all these things off the bench, which has been great to see. I mean, it's great to see something like that working well for the Lakers and for Russell Westbrook. And, you know, Russell Westbrook was getting MVP chance at one point in the, in the game. In, in uh, which game was that? I forget which game it was, but he was getting MVP chance for how well he was playing, which is – that just shows how bad the, this season is for the Lakers. Like – Last season, I was saying that it was the most disappointing season because we had some high expectations. We brought in Russell Westbrook. We thought, at the very least, we thought we'd make the playoffs and didn't even make the playoffs. And then this season, I would say it's not going to be the most disappointing season. It's not going to compete with last season for for that. But it's just a frustrating season. It's this kind of more the same of last season. We have different players. We have different – it's a different situation – the roster just stinks, and teams – literally the way teams play defense against the Lakers is 
every man with a foot in the paint, pack the paint so that LeBron and Anthony Davis and Russell Westbrook can't attack the basket, and then force Austin Reeves and Troy Brown and whoever else to jack up threes and shoot 20% from the three-point line. It's It's the easiest strategy of all time, and the Lakers have no answer for it because they can't hit threes. And that's just where the league is right now, right? If you can't hit threes, you're kind of screwed in that sense. So, um, but, you know, you still have Anthony Davis and LeBron James, so you'd think that there'd be a way that you could figure something out, you know? Like, the pick and roll with Anthony Davis and LeBron James should be virtually unstoppable, yet I just feel like they don't run it that much for whatever reason. I do think part of the reason, part of the, one of the biggest roster roster issues that we're seeing with the Lakers so far this season is Anthony Davis having to play the five. He just doesn't look comfortable out there, you know? He just he is struggling. He he needs another big man to kind of take some pressure off him. And that's just the player he is. Like as as good or bad as it sounds, right? Like Pau Gasol, he was a power forward. We he had Andrew Bynum out there most of the time. Um, Anthony Davis just is a power forward. That just is his position. He needs – I think he just thrives with another center out there. And and we don't have that right now. I mean, we brought in Thomas Bryant, but he's been hurt. We have Wendon Gabriel, Damian Jones, but they're not really good enough to, like, start and, like, play that five role. Um so that's that's where like people that are vying for a trade for Miles Turner, where that's where that's coming from. Miles Turner would help space the floor for the Lakers. He would help take some pressure off Anthony Davis. And that's just, I mean, it's just crazy that like the Lakers roster got so much crap in the 2019-2020 season for not having depth and and blah blah blah. Who's the Lakers' third man? You know, but the starting lineup consisted of Javale McGee, a good big man, a good enough big man. Anthony Davis at the four. Um, LeBron James. And then you had, you know, it kind of changed here and there, but you had Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Danny Green. Two guys that could, at least in theory, hit threes and play defense against some wings. But yeah, so, I mean, the Lakers, just their roster construction, you know, like I, like I was saying, they just got so much crap in that 2019-2020 season when in reality, it's exactly what this team needs right now. We need another big man to to play alongside Anthony Davis, which either means we need to trade for one or Thomas Bryant needs to come get healthy. And then we need some some construction on just like 3 and D guys and whatnot. We just have a bunch of guards, LeBron and Anthony Davis. And it just isn't going to – it just – as we can see, like, it might be different if one of those guards was, like, a lights-out three-point shooter and could shoot extremely well from the three-point line. But we just don't have – we don't have that. I mean, Troy Brown maybe is getting there, maybe. Matt Ryan is a guy that shoots threes. Lonnie Walker has kind of shown some sparks at being able to shoot some threes. But for the most part, like none of them are, none of them are actual lights out three point shooters. So we're just in this situation where we just have a bunch of guys that attack the basket, can't shoot threes, and 
it's just it's just not good. I mean, everyone is wondering why Anthony Davis isn't as aggressive as he was before and blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, he's being – it's easy for these teams like Utah who have two really – you know, not really good, but two good big men. And any team that has, you know, like the Clippers with Zubats and, you know, who else. But the Lakers – they don't have anyone that can like take that load off of Anthony Davis. He's he's dealing with these big men that can double team him and do whatever they can to push him out of the paint, get the ball away from him, and they leave Austin Reeves wide open from three. Last night against the Clippers, the Lakers were down by nine with four minutes to go in the game. A, manage, a manageable deficit. Not with this Lakers team wasn't I wasn't expecting that they would actually come back and, and win the game or anything, but it's a manage, manageable deficit if you play if you do it if you do things right. And three times in a row down the court, Austin, uh, two so two of the times down the court, Austin Reeves had a wide open three that he shot and missed. And then I think Austin Reeves took another shot and missed, or maybe he made it. I forget exactly, but three down three times down the court in a row. And you're down by nine with four minutes to go in the game. And Austin Reeves is the guy taking your shots, right? Like, that's just the that's the situation for the Lakers right now. And if you're wondering why they're two and nine, that's why. They have no structure on the offensive side of the game. Their defense has been pretty bad. Like, they started off playing defense pretty well. Like, they were the second best defending team in the league, and they're defending the ball well and, and, and all this stuff. But the last few games, they've given up, like, 139 points, 130 points, 114 points. They're just not... And then their offense can't compete. They just can't stick with it. And it's a—it's uh, just, it's just you know, it's more than how it was last year. No defense and no offense. Or if there is defense, there's no offense. And if there is offense, there's no defense. It's never in sync. They're never doing both well at the same time. Whereas, like, last, you know, when the Lakers were good a couple seasons ago, they would play good defense and those good those the good defense would lead to turnovers and those turnovers would lead to fast break opportunities and those fast break opportunities would lead to um layups and dunks and and a lot of good points right so that's where the lakers were at a couple seasons ago and this now they're just not playing defense definitely not playing offense they're i just you know and uh kcp contavious caldwell pope said this actually a couple days ago he said just talking about the lakers like it looks like the lakers are out there just playing pickup they're just they're not it's not basketball it's just they're playing pickup they're not really there's no structure it's not doesn't look like they're having fun and that's exactly what it is they're on the offensive side of the the court there's no structure offensively it's just kind of like you know, all right, Anthony Davis is going to go up and set a screen, but it's not, you know, it'll be a lackadaisical screen. He'll roll, he'll cover, take some defenders, and then, oh, they'll leave Austin Reeves wide open from three, and then he'll just jack it up. That's the Lakers' offense. You know, and then, you know, switch out Austin Reeves for Lonnie Walker, Troy Brown Jr., etc. That's the Lakers' offense. It feels like we're going through the role player guys more than we're going through LeBron and Anthony Davis, and it's because they don't have any answer for how to get defenders out of the paint like LeBron when he drives to the paint this season and this is how it always kind of has been but I've noticed it a lot this season LeBron drives to the paint there's three guys around him 
he gets fouled most of the time. It doesn't get called, but like he, there's three guys around him and he's just, he, he's just willing the ball up there, hoping it goes in. NBA fans, the wait is over. Basketball is back, so tip off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. New customers can make any $5 NBA Moneyline bet and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Check this out. In addition to the usual bets, everyone can boost their winnings up to 100% with DraftKings stepped-up same-game parlays. Go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app, opt-in, and place a stepped-up same-game parlay today. With payouts bigger than ever, DraftKings Sportsbook is where I go to bet on the NBA. Lakers fans, I don't know if we're betting on the Lakers necessarily, especially these first seven games like we're talking about. Maybe they're winning a couple games, but, you know, I think they'll be close. So maybe you want to make some bets on on taking the under on the Lakers there with that. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN to make any $5 bet this week and get $200 in free bets if your team wins. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with promo code TBPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. There's no one-on-one. It's all him driving into three different guys. Same goes for Anthony Davis. Same goes for Russell Westbrook. It's just there's no movement. There's no. There's nothing getting the ball. There's no ball movement. There's nothing happening to get players in one-on-one isolation situations there's nothing happening to get uh consistent like cuts and back doors and you know the things that you look for on offense obviously like you can't get those types of things every single time down the court but if you move around if you move the ball well if you're cutting if you're if you're setting screens the things that we learn playing travel travel ball in the sixth grade you know like just a simple motion pass the ball cut kind of offense the Lakers don't do it and watching the Clippers last night they do it they move the ball well they move the ball you watch the Warriors they move the ball well they cut they're moving part of that's because you know you have like Steph Steph Curry who's like always just moving right you don't have that with the Lakers LeBron stands around Anthony Davis stands around Russell Westbrook he moves but he also stands around it's just a lot of stagnation on the offensive side, and that's why the Lakers jack up 33s a night and shoot 18%. It's just it's a uh, it's bad basketball, <clears throat> and in that I put on Darvin Darvin Ham. That's the, that's the coach, right? I mean, yes, these are professional basketball players. They should know. They should know, like, okay, in order to, you know score points this is what needs to be done because that's what you're taught from the you know a very young age is how to move the ball how to move without the ball in your hands and these are professional basketball players they should be able to figure it out but that's what you have a coach for right you have a coach to see these things and tell the players what to do and the lakers offensive problems are a hundred percent on the coach that's just that's the way i see it a lot of people out there blaming anthony davis saying he's not He's not asking for the ball enough. He's not doing this. He's not doing that. You got to set something up to get him the ball. I'm seeing him going, you know, he's setting screens for Austin Reeves. He's setting screens for Troy Brown Jr. He's setting screens for Lonnie Walker. But outside of LeBron James, a simple screen and roll isn't really 
like crazy offense, you know, like it's not a crazy scheme that like players, other teams don't know, don't know how to defend against, you know, they have been running these plays where, you know, a lot of times I think it's Russell Westbrook. I don't know if it, if it's like a screen, a screen and roll or a pick and roll or whatever it is, but it, I think it is because you end up getting like Russell Westbrook or whoever the ball handler is driving to the basket, lobbing it up to Anthony Davis. They did that a couple times last night against the Clippers, and it works. You know, it works to get a screen and roll and throw the ball to Anthony Davis. Would you, Matt, you know? And, like, yeah, you can't do that every play, but do it until it doesn't work or do it and then and then throw a little wrinkle in there. You know, maybe instead of, like, you, it works a couple times, then instead of rolling, Anthony Davis kind of pops out for a jump shot or – whatever you know like there's things that you can do and I just feel like I just feel like offensively the I just don't see anything happening outside of like random pick and rolls and LeBron you know getting a screen set for him and him going taking someone one-on-one trying to back him down or whatever like there just isn't a lot happening and I'm not like looking for like oh all right call play one this person sets the screen here. This person does this. This person like yeah, maybe you do some of that, but at the very least, like just move the ball, pass, and screen away. You know whatever whatever your your style of motion offense is, do it. The Lakers don't do it. There's no motion. There's no movement. And when they do, it works well, and they and they score baskets, but they don't do it enough. So. I don't know. I and then defensively, it's just it's bad, right? Like the guards are just waltzing into the into the into the key with getting floaters. Guys are being left wide open for three pointers. It's just not a great situation. And the Lakers, like they show some fight, right? Like they were down by 17 points in the second quarter to the Clippers last night, and they came back. They came back and they made it a two point game at halftime. And then they went out and got down by like 11 points within two minutes in the in the second half. So, it's just it's it's hard to watch. Honestly, I commend anyone, any of you Lakers fans out there that are watching and listening to Lakers podcast. I commend you because it's tough. It's not fun. It's not fun, and the Lakers don't seem like they're making any moves anytime soon. Um, like. I hope that Rob Polinka is working on some stuff in the background, and we just don't hear about it. But I, I, I don't know. I feel like if there's things happening, we would be hearing about it, like rumors or whatever. There have been rumors going around that the Lakers, uh, there's like maybe are looking in trading Anthony Davis. Maybe they'll trade Anthony Anthony Davis. I, which is that the answer? I don't know. Like, maybe it, it just depends. Because if you're trading for, like, Kevin Durant, for instance, then do you, you know, you need to still, you still need to bring in a big man. And then you have, like, LeBron and Kevin Durant. At least Kevin Durant would space the floor better. But I don't know. There isn't really any specific answers to how to fix the team. I think it's just a lost cause. And as of lately, I mean, last night wasn't that great. I I didn't watch the last Utah game where the Lakers lost like 139 to 110.
10 or whatever. But Russell Westbrook hasn't really been the problem. He's been playing well. He's been playing well offensively. He's been playing well enough defensively. And, you know, I'm not down. I'm not sitting here, like, going through all the tape and watching him specifically. So, like, maybe maybe I'm wrong on that. Maybe he still has been bad even though he's putting up decent numbers. But it's been um, – there just isn't a, there, there just isn't really an answer with how the roster's been constructed. So, I mean, it's, it's really – I see two. I see a lot of the issues. I don't blame on the players. I feel like they're going out there and they're playing pretty hard for the most part. Whether they play well or do smart things on the court, that's another question. But I feel like for the most part, the Lakers are going out there and they're playing. They're playing hard. They're doing. They're trying to. They're trying to win games. And I feel like this season, if you're going to blame the season so far on anybody, I blame Darvin Ham for the bad coach, like just bad coaching, bad offense, bad. It, it, the product that you see on the court, yes, the players are professionals. They should know some things. But if you're going to blame someone, you, you kind of got to blame the coach a little bit. But but even more so, it's Rob Palinka, It's the GM for putting a terrible roster together. I tried to be hopeful about the roster before the season. I tried to be hopeful thinking like, oh, the Lakers could – you know, the, you got some young guys, like, you can play hard defense and, like, get some fast break points, and that could lead to wins, maybe. But so far, not not so much. Like, this could be a 10-win season for the Lakers. I just don't – they're not winning games. They're not winning games against bad teams. They're not winning games against good teams. They're not winning close uh, – they did win a, one close game against the Pelicans. They're – it's just – they're not even, like, close to having a lead in the fourth quarter in most of these games. It's not even close in a lot of games. So it's just bad, bad roster construction. Rob Palinka just doesn't doesn't know what he's doing. I, I honestly feel like he got lucky. I feel like he got lucky with the 2019-2020 season and the season after that. Like, those, were, those rosters were pretty good, but I feel like he got lucky. Either that or he got bullied – there's two things. Either he thought Russell Westbrook was worth trading for, which if he watched any of the Western Conference Finals in 2020, or sorry, the second the second round of the playoffs in 2020 when the Lakers played the Rockets, I don't know why anyone would trade for that Russell Westbrook, which is the Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook, Russell Westbrook we got. Or he got bullied into trading for him by either LeBron or Genie, right? So, which we just don't know, and we'll never know that answer. So, unfortunately, the blame goes on Rob Polinka because he's the guy that made the deal. So, it's a bad situation, but he's the one to blame. And I, there's people on Twitter that are calling for Jeannie to sell the team and calling her out for the bad, the bad product we're seeing from the Lakers. And she is the owner, so, like, ultimately, yes, everything rolls up to her. She won't sell the team. It's just not realistic. She's not going to sell the team. It's not happening. So outside of that, right, she made a bad decision in in extending Rob Palenka. He should be fired. He should have been fired last week. It just, that's just the situation. Every week that he's not fired, it's poor leadership from Jeannie Buss. That's, that's true. I, I will be hard on that situation, hard on her on that situation. It's, Rob Palenka should not have a job right now. It's, it's been bad. It's, it's just been bad. So, Rob Polinka shouldn't have a job with the Lakers. 
Genie Bus should not have extended him. It's a bad situation. It looks like it just, it's straight up, like, nepotism or whatever. I mean, it's not technically nepotism, but it's, an, it's a shoot off of nepotism, you know? And now the Lakers are looking at trading Anthony Davis or, or they're tra- looking to trade Russell Westbrook or whatever. Will it happen? Who knows? The fact that nothing has happened yet is kind of crazy. I feel like, I kind of feel like watch when you're watching um, the Legacy documentary, Jeannie, I think Jeannie, she kind of talked bad about how the Lakers fired Mike Brown after five games back in, what year was that, like 2013, 2014? And I feel like she just doesn't want to do that again, right? She doesn't want to fire Rob Palenka or Darvin Ham over a two and now two and nine record. But the thing is, is like, I don't know, whatever. It it is what it is. She can do whatever she wants, obviously. And you can you can argue how much the fans mean to teams and what fans. You know, there's a two, there's a two way street between fans of a team and the team itself, right? Like the team itself, like that's their livelihood. That's their they're making money. They're trying to they they want to win, and then obviously fans want to win as well. But and fans will have a lot to say, right? I'm sitting here as a fan with a lot to say. I have no I have no real stake in the game, right? If the Lakers. If the Lakers go 2-80 and 80 this season, yeah, it'll be annoying. It'll suck, but it doesn't really affect my life that much, right? Like, it's not going to change the course of my life. I'm not going to go out there and do anything because the Lakers went 2-80 and 80 in a season. But it does affect Genie's life. It affects LeBron's life. It affects Rob Palenka. It, it, it directly affects those people's lives. So, like, my opinion on the matter means nothing, really. Like, it's fun to talk about, and it's fun to, like be a part of the conversation in a way but the fans don't mean that much in the grand scheme of things that being said the fan Lakers fans are are pretty ruthless they have no patience they don't really care about like the family thing that that genie bus cares about right like yeah, of course it's fun to be like, oh yeah, Kobe was a f- the part of the family, Phil Jackson, blah 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 blah. It's like, it's cool in a way when it works to have that family mentality, you know, having Magic involved and all these things. But at the end of the day, we just want to see the team win. We're fans. We want to see the team win. That's all we care about at the end. So, Genie carrying all, you know, extending Rob Palenka with zero reason to do so. It, it's it's a bad look. It's a really bad look. Um, will I call for her to sell the team? No, not really. I, I Part of that is just because I don't think she ever will. I think she'll do whatever she can to keep it in the family as long as possible. Which, it's fine. I, I get that. If I was in her position, I wouldn't want to sell a team. You own one of the greatest franchises in the history of the world. One of the greatest sports franchises in the history of the world. I wouldn't be selling that team. Ever. So, at a certain point, like, the fans don't mean anything in a way, but our opinion, like, you want to have success. I don't know. It's a weird thing. It's hard to explain. You want success. You want to win. Fans want success. They want to win. 
if there's no success, right? I, so I, I'm watching the Clippers game last night. I don't, I didn't see a lot of Lakers fans there. Usually, like at least when the Lakers have been good, it's like 60 40 Lakers fans, 70 30 Lakers fans at home at quote unquote home Clippers games. Last night was a home Clippers game. I heard a lot of loud cheering for the Clippers, and I didn't see a whole lot of Lakers fans. That should be. That should tell Genie Bus a lot, right? Like the fans are just not invested. The fans don't. The fans don't care about keeping things in the family. Fans want to win. So again, I'm not. I'm not saying Genie Bus should sell. Should sell a team, but she should take a long, hard look at things. And I'm sure there's things that, as fans, we don't know. We're not seeing. We're not privy to. It's fine. At the I don't. I just want the Lakers to win win basketball games, and they're not they're not doing that. So, until then, right? Like, and and I get it, right? Like, firing people is it really the answer? Is firing Darvin Ham really going to change things? Probably not. Is firing Rob Polinka going to change things? This season, probably not. You bring in bring in another another GM. Are they really going to be able to do much? I don't think so. But for the long run, right? Polinka the last two seasons has made some terrible decisions and there should be some consequence for it and instead they re- they rewarded him and it just looks bad it's bad optics the fans are mad about it I'm mad about it and until the Lakers can start putting out a winning product I don't expect to s- Lakers fans are diehard fans like they're gonna they're gonna watch they're gonna care but I wouldn't be surprised if you know you start hearing boos more booze at home Lakers games not booze like alcoholic like boo birds and and just like people not caring there's more things to care about you know we're uh, UCLA and USC football is doing well UCLA basketball is supposed to be good this season Uh, the Dodgers are good I mean they're not playing right now but they're good Um, unfortunately the Rams kind of suck right now but like there's just there's more things for sports fans to care about than a bad team that can that wins two game two out of eleven games. You know, there's just there's more things for LA fans to care about. And until the Lakers can put out a winning a winning squad, like I would not expect any less from Lakers fans than to continue ragging on the team, booing the team, and not showing up for games. So. I mean, I personally, I'm not, I'm not paying a hundred bucks a ticket to go watch this Lakers team. I don't, I just don't, I don't really have the time for that or, or need to do that. So it's a, it's a, it's a bad situation. Lakers are down bad and it's, it's hard to, it's hard to, it's hard to wrap my mind around the fact that LeBron James and Anthony Davis are on one of the worst teams together. One of the worst teams in the NBA, but that's just how it is. The Lakers aren't a good team. They don't play well together and they're not a good team. So I would love to hear your guys' thoughts on, I mean, there's so many, right? Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss, Darvin Ham, his coaching, Anthony Davis, should, should the Lakers trade for him, and all that. It's it's been, a, it's been a tough 11 games. Things aren't really looking up. We play the Kings next on Friday. I haven't really been paying attention to the Kings, so I don't really know their situation, how good they are or not. But at, at this point, I'm going into every game expecting the Lakers will lose. 
part of that maybe is me coping as a fan, right? Not to get my hopes up. But I tune in, like, I tune in to watch because I do still have the hope that the Lakers will pull out a win. But at the same time, don't expect them to win. So it's I'm in this weird middle situation. Um, but yeah, we play the Kings next. We struggled against the Kings last season. So I don't really expect any different. I expect them to struggle. I don't... Even if the Lakers win, it's not going to be an easy win. So, we'll see what happens. It's a... Uh, we got to stick together. I, on Twitter, there's a lot of just animosity. I feel like between the Lakers, Lakers fans, people think one thing, other people think another thing, when in reality, it means nothing, what we think. But it's fun to talk about. But it would be fun, you know, we just, we just got to stick together. We got to stick together as Lakers fans, and uh, hopefully the Lakers can start putting out a winning product. So, anyways, I appreciate you guys for listening, and go Lakers. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Lakers Carpool. If you enjoyed the episode, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts and share it on social media with your friends. You can find the podcast on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or most places where you listen to podcasts. Again, Thank you so much for listening, and go Lakers!